Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome to, or welcome back to Spice Chaos. Yes, welcome to, or welcome back, or just hello. Hey, <laughs> hey hello. How are you? How are you doing? We're already, man, we're already killing it, Caitlin. I can we tell. We are. We're rocking it. <laughs> I know. And I'm all kinds of distracted because I just realized that I, okay. So I am sitting in my car to record this today. This will be one of the last times that you do that though. This will, this will be because I am going to have just lo- like loads of time to record later at home. But, so excited. Like, but, but right before now, we do that, before we do that, we should introduce ourselves to our our guests, our listeners, whoever they are. Oh, so our new, our new listeners who don't know us and to everyone else out there, that co-host over there is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. And that is Leanne from Spice Plans. And, you know, if I could grade this episode already, I'm giving it an A plus. A plus. We are doing so good. <laughs> but I am in my car and I just realized that I still have my seatbelt on. Uh, excellent. I mean, safety first. Well, I'm no, but like, I'm not moving. So I'm like, I could get comfortable and record. I don't have to sit here with a safety belt on. Um, <laughs> but I was distracted when you were talking because I was like, Oh, I need to take this off, but it'll be noisy. So <laughs> <laughs> just unclick it right now. Everybody can hear it. Click, click. <laughs> All right. Seatbelt off. Seatbelt is off. Now we're just, Oh, I'm like a whole new person. <laughs> we're, cooking with, we're cooking with grease now. That's for sure. Yes, we are. Okay, so hello, everyone. Welcome to Spice Chaos. Um, we are happy to have you. Welcome back if you have been with us before. Um, yeah, so happy Monday to everybody out there. It is Monday again. Um, it is. It's Monday again, but it's yeah, the first solid Monday in October. Which it is. is. It is. We've got some cool weather coming up and some holidays and just the you know, yeah. wrapping up, wrapping up the year and everything. So, I mean, we can, you know, count how many Mondays are left in the year. Not that that matters, <laughs> No, but in October in, in the Pacific Northwest or in Portland anyway, has understood the assignment. We have had the appropriate amount of rain. We have had crisp, cool mornings and beautiful, like 68 degree weather here in the Pacific Northwest. So October so far has understood the assignment. <laughs> Okay. So yesterday, um, we had baseball mm-hmm. and, um, baseball was at like nine 15. So uh-huh. I thought, you know, it'll be cool. I've gotten out my boots. I've been putting my boots on with everything, my leggings, my jeans, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I got to the baseball field, even though it was nine 15 in the morning, it was mm-hmm. 68 degrees outside. It was very nice but the sun was so hot. It like, was, was, that happened. Yes. That happened to me yesterday too. We were at the park and I was like looking for shade. I was <laughs> desperate. I was like a crazy person. Like, well, I'm not going to sit here and watch the game because it's in the hot sun. And it didn't matter that it was 68 degrees. 
<laughs> exactly. I know. And Brian like had his shirt off and was like lounging in the sun, like a, I don't know, like a lizard or something. I don't know. Um, and I was like, had my sunglasses on and my coffee cup and just angry looking for shade. <laughs> yes. My, my request to, to, to fall. Mm-hmm. Can you be 10 degrees colder? Right. Like, I feel like I am extra warm in my thirties. I don't know if that's like ramping up to menopause or whatever, if these are hot flashes, but I feel like I am always too hot. Yes. I had gotten to the point this summer where I was about to throw a full on like three-year-old throw yourself on the ground tantrum. If I was gonna, if I kept sweating. I know sweating is my least favorite activity. That's like what makes me so angry about exercising. I am not a workout buddy type of person because when I am sweating, I am angry. Nobody wants to work out with me. No. Okay. So like all these summer weeks where we've had, you know, seven people living in our home, just bodies and heat and, you know, people like coming in from the pool and like sticky. Oh, just terrible. Um, and then on top of that, I'm over there in the kitchen, like over the stove cooking stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I have been sweating for like 60 days. I agree. I have also been sweating for that long. I was just like, it has to stop. So when I was at the ball game yesterday, I just said, I don't care where the ball game is happening. If there's no shade, I'm not sitting there. Like (laughs) sit in your car. I was just done. Like, I was just like, it is October now. This is, I'm done over it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, October. October means like September. I'll give you like I don't know an extended summer or whatever. But October, it is time to get it together. I need to see fifties, maybe forties in my forecast, and that's it. Yes, yes. So this sixty-eight, yeah. you know, like where you're pushing seventy, uh, uh-uh. not acceptable. And <laughs> Jamie, the man friend. Mm-hmm. He thinks that like 68 is starting to get chilly. <laughs> oh my gosh. And no, 68 and sunny is like perfect for, for Brian. Cause he's, he is a warm blooded person like me. And so he's like out here without his shoes on. He's got a shirt off and like just hanging out. But I am, I am not because I am out here living my best life with my long pants and my sweatshirts <laughs> trying to will fall into happening, but I'm just, I'm sweating all the time. <laughs> so one of the things that I read, I read this thing the other day that said, you know, you're old. If you look at the weather and the stock market before you get out of bed mm-hmm. and that is Jamie, he tells me every day how the stock market is doing and how the weather is going to be for the day before we get out of bed. Like it's crazy. That's- hilarious Brian does the same thing except he does like bitcoin investments he does have some stocks also but is that the millennial version of checking the stock I don't know anything about any of it I just sit there and I I just nod and smile and I'm like okay well it sounds like we made more money today good job yeah he'll show me like our our like investment our IRA thing and he's like look at how much we have we're up this much and I'm just like fine I don't remember how much it was yesterday so sorry Oh my gosh. I feel like Brian and Jamie would get along swimmingly. <laughs> like, how does he always know, like to the decimal point, like how much it's up from yesterday? <laughs> like, Not the decimal point. 
<laughs> I'm just like, it's too much for me. So, but he does, he does inform me every day of how chilly it's going to be now. He's like, oh my yeah. gosh, 64. And then he's like getting up to go outside. He wants to sit outside on the patio for coffee. He's got on like his flannel shirt and like his hat. And like, and I'm out here like, it is still hot. Are you crazy? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny because that does happen. I noticed that at older people. Like they'll they'll be cold in like 70 degree weather. I really, hope that, I really hope I can get some of that soon. He is a chilly man. Yep. <laughs> he is. I don't know. And I look over at him and I'm just like, you are you look like you're in a nursing home. Like just, oh, no. <laughs> like all balled up and hunched over and it's 70 degrees out. <laughs> oh gosh. So, but anyway, he's he's so young and sprightly in other ways so cute. I feel that way about my husband though, too. Like he, he, I feel like he's a bit of an old soul. He's only 35, but I swear he, all of his friends are older people, like, (laughs) like forties, fifties, even he's, he's definitely got that old soul. He's, he's already aged up to their, up to their level. (laughs) Well, Oh, these men, I, I don't know. It's just when I was dating before Jamie and I met, Mm-hmm. I started out dating guys in their thirties, uh-huh. you know, cause I mean, I was in my third and in my thirties. So of course I was dating guys that were like 38, 39. Yeah. Um, and I realize now that I've been with somebody who's 50 mm-hmm. that I just like this better. So like, even if Jamie and I didn't work out, I would probably still stick with somebody who's older than me. Mm-hmm. Oh you yeah. Know? Like I, and I know that like you and Brian found each other in college and you got lucky. I feel like I did get lucky because I honestly feel the same. If I were to be single, I would be dating people much older than me. I feel like. Yeah. I just, you guys found each other at the right time. Mm -hmm. We did. And I feel like we are just stubborn enough that because we are literal opposites, but we're just stubborn enough that we're like, no man, nobody's leaving this unless you're in a wooden box. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And see, like my friend from work, Leanne, she's so Mm -hmm. funny because she was like, yeah, my friend, her husband just walked in after 15 years of marriage and just said, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. And she said, I looked over at Derek and I was like, you can't do that. Like nobody cares if you're happy. Like you're in this, like we made children, we made people. And now you have to stay here. Exactly. (laughs) And I feel like you can't just walk up one day and be like, I'm not happy. Like you like say, I'm not happy. How can we fix this now? How can I get happy again? Right. Like th- you're supposed to tell the other person I'm not happy so we can make it better. Exactly. And I feel uh-huh. like I, I attribute that part of my personality to our relationship success, my over communication and like telling him any moment when I am upset. I mean, at least it has led to some good conversations. Well, he's very patient that he lets you do that because like, I've been with there, people. There's no letting, <laughs> there's no letting. He couldn't stop it if he wanted to. Well, I just mean like the, when, when I had tried in the past mm-hmm. to literally bring up every single thing, yeah, the response from a couple of the different guys that I had relationships with was you always have a problem. There is always oh. a problem. Like yeah. you have a problem every day with something. And I, you know, and there's a part of me that would say, that would feel like, well, yeah, like you do something dumb every day. Like that's not my <laughs> fault. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I would love that feedback too, but I also feel like you got to sprinkle in some of those positive comments because if you're just getting a string of like criticism, then I think that is not good either. That and maybe, maybe that's what was happening to these gentlemen in my life. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I was only giving them the hard stuff. But... Yeah. You got to tell them how cute their butt looks too. <laughs> well, I've relationship tips sure. from Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. You should start a TikTok with your marriage tips. Oh my gosh. That I'm not even at all like credentialed to give anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm obsessed with TikTok. I, she is. And ever since I called her out on that, <laughs> about sending me all of those, she's been increasing the amount that have come into my inbox seriously anything if I watch a TikTok and it even makes me smile a little I send it to Caitlin <laughs> okay but did you watch that one that I sent you about the wife asked her husband if she looked fat or something oh yeah and he said no and then what the kid said mommy you are fat he like spit his drink into his cup <laughs> I have been watching that every single day I can't get enough Okay, so there's this one that I've been watching, and I don't remember who it is, but Mm -hmm. see, now that um, I live in South Carolina instead of North Carolina, every single day when I drive, I cross from the South Carolina state line into North Carolina. (laughs) So then in the afternoon, I have to come back. I, I come back from North Carolina, and I cross back over into South Carolina. I do this every day. Right. So I came across this guy on TikTok that was playing that song by Phil Collins. Um, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, and then that song has like a huge drum solo. It's like do 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 do. Yes. <laughs> so he has a little label on top that's like driving in to South Carolina from North Carolina, and then uh-huh. the car starts shaking during that do 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 do. The roads in South Carolina are so bad that like when you cross the state line, it's like your whole car. Anyway, oh no! To describe a TikTok. I know it is so dumb, but this is perfect. I love it. This was like the cleverest TikTok that only people that live like right where we do would understand. Uh huh. Exactly. I watched one of a lady um, talking about the housing market in Portland, and only people who live here would understand that. And it was just, fantastic. Did it just? I mean, some of these I will watch them so many times. I know. I watch them over and over. And Brian's like, "I've heard that song already. Can we move?" To the <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you know of this thing on YouTube? Oh, it's like the YouTube shorts. Don't speak of YouTube shorts. No, this is like something that I've seen like in videos. I don't know if it's a short or not, uh-huh. but the guy says, I don't know if I can get it right, but the guy says, my name is Gianni Giovanni. <laughs> Does that sound familiar to you? He said, does not sound familiar to me. Okay. Well, there's this thing where like this guy says, my name is this, but you can call me this. Uh-huh. And then, like, anytime anybody does some kind of epically funny thing in the video, they, like, play this thing over it. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, hundreds of them on YouTube. And Jamie and Charlie watch them, like, all the time. But the sound is the same on every one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I hear this again. I will kill you. Like, and that's, that's the problem with some of these TikToks and stuff is that, like, a lot of TikTok videos use the same sound. 
yeah and they're annoying or like you'll like that sound or you'll like like the video that goes with the sound and so then you just watch all of them that are under that sound yes oh I do that and I I love when I I love when I find a TikTok account like I see one of their videos and I like it and I go to their little page and then I just get lost and watch their videos for like two hours exactly there's this one I can't remember what the sound is exactly but it's like um, something about like make his pockets hurt and it's about their engagement ring and they like show it on the front of their hand, like the palm of their hand, and then they flip it. And it's, I've been watching all of those because I love to look at people's jewelry. Well, I watched one. So when I was looking for that one about like driving into South Carolina, cause I wanted uh-huh. to send it to Jamie. And when I did, like, I've never seen the man laugh that hard because he got it too. Like the driving and the, the bumpy roads and all. So okay. I love it when you can like share a TikTok with somebody. Oh, uh-huh. that's why I send them to you. Cause I want you to be like, oh my gosh, we, 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 we I love it, it too. And I keep sharing it with Brian and he's resisting TikTok. He still is resisting, oh, but I'll, well, I'll break him pretty soon. Well, it's seriously, it's the best. So I saw one when I was looking up South Carolina mm-hmm. and this guy was like weird laws in South Carolina part, you know, 12, you know, these people that like do the same stuff and do like a part one, part two. So it was weird laws in South Carolina. And one of the weird laws here is it is a misdemeanor for a man to ask for a woman's hand in marriage and not present her with a ring. What? It's a misdemeanor. (laughs) Oh. You cannot propose to a woman in South Carolina without giving her a ring. It's against the law. (laughs) I wonder if anyone has ever been cited for that. I don't know, but it's a misdemeanor. And, yeah and something about like if you promise a woman that you're going to marry her and then you back out and don't marry her then you can be fined like a thousand dollars or have to spend a year in jail or something like those are south carolina weird what? laws yeah that is ridiculous i know <laughs> like well we were going to get married and now we're not okay well you got to go to jail like Oh my goodness. Yeah, those are weird laws, but I love stuff like that on TikTok. Like I learned so much, y'all. Yeah, I feel like that too. I do like the ones where I learn. I'm really into like doctor and nurse TikToks that get stitched with like the anti-vaxxers and stuff. That is something that holds my attention for quite a long time right now. Yeah. Um, I get quite a few anti-vaxxers. Like they oh, really? sneak in, like you'll be watching it and you'll think, oh, this is funny content. And then they like, and then they hit you with something yeah and I'm just like whoa uh-uh I did oh, not ask yeah, for that no. yeah. <laughs> you did not understand the assignment no I did not ask for that so well um so maybe we should get onto the notes a little bit um, a little bit yes we're all over the place you're welcome yes so my I know that people may not know this about their own selves or you never thought about it because it's stupid but um my half birthday is October 6th Oh, interesting. Do you know your half birthday, Caitlin? No, um, I don't mean to like crap all over whatever you're going to say, but I think the idea of half birthdays is kind of dumb. No, I, I'm not trying to celebrate my half birthday. Okay, okay. No, what I'm trying to say is this signals to me. I think it's February, actually. I think I do know it. Okay. Well, this signals to me that I have six months left in my 30s. Six months? I have six months left in my 30s dang october, you turned 40 october 6th is my half birthday uh-huh so that means that i have been 39 for six months wow 
there's six more months in my 39th year, which means I have six months until I'm 40. That's wild, Leanne. That's crazy. Yeah. So I want people to tell me like in the next six months, like, what do I need to do? Like, Mm -hmm. I want some like six months to 40 advice. Okay. Yeah. Because um, what, what are you looking for? What kind of well, advice? I don't, do I don't know. I mean, just anything. I, I mean, I know that it's not that big of a deal and a lot of people like just sail right into 40 with, with no trouble. Right. I um, think it's like, it's like the end of an era. It's like, I don't know. I felt that way at the end of my twenties. Like when I turned 30, I was like, okay, well now I'm 30. I have to act like a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> but see, that's the problem is, is it's like, I'm about to be 40, mm-hmm. but I still don't feel like a grown up at all. Oh, well, maybe that just means you're keeping yourself young. Well, I just, I know, I mean, and going back to TikTok, I saw this TikTok the other day where the girl was just like, so I guess I'm a grown up. It's really weird because I'm basically just left unattended all the time. I feel the same. Like just, I am just like right now I'm driving this car all by myself. Like, (laughs) you know, how is the no one watching me? I feel that on a spiritual level. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, how can I be almost 40 and still feel like, where is my chaperone? Well, and like when I go back to like my childhood neighborhood or my childhood home, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. The grownups are here now. yeah it's really it's a lot like that when I go to my parents house um even when my kids are with me because like I take care of my kids all day all the time I get up and get them stuff I make them things I do their laundry all this stuff Mm -hmm. and then when we're at my parents I just let my parents do stuff for them (laughs) exactly well and they want to like those grandparents live to do stuff for their grandkids because like when they're at my house and they're like, oh, I need some water. I'm like, well, go to the kitchen and get some water. What is wrong with you? Your legs are not broken. Exactly. I know. I told Harrison <laughs> that child had the audacity to wake me up in the middle of the night because he needed a drink of water when his cup was right next to him. Yeah. And I said, Harrison, if you need water in the night, you can get up. But I feel like my mom would do some stuff where she's like, oh, here's your water. Here's, can I get you a straw? Yes. My mom is like, let me wait on them hand and foot. Yeah, exactly. But I will say, where where did this person come from and why were they not present when I was a child? Because this is not the the person that I know my mom to be. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, if I asked for water, mom said, are your legs broken? Go get them yourself. You know, go get yourself. Like she, she was very much, and she was never like mean about it. Like I'm exaggerating. No, they, I, but they were definitely not these soft-hearted grandparents. No, these grandparents that are like, oh my gosh, you need more milk. Let me go and get it for you. Um, you know, oh, did you want some cookies? How much sugar can I give you before you go home? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. My dad has this on the extreme because when he was growing up, my grandmother, so my dad's mom was an alcoholic. And he's like, you have no idea how mean grandma Sandy was when she was drinking. You have, and she's this like very soft, like gentle, calm person. (laughs) But apparently she used to be a very mean alcoholic. So he was like, I don't know how you got this nice grandma Sandy. And I got the short end of the stick. Well, and I seem to remember when I would be at my grandparents' That my grandmother and my grandparents got me stuff like 
if I wanted something to eat, like from a place, my granddad would go to town, quote unquote, to town and get it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, gotcha. like, I mean, they, and they would, you know, take me shopping and buy me a toy. Like they spoiled me too. They were, I mean, my grandparents did. Oh, for um, sure. Definitely. But you know, when I'm sitting there at my parents' house and I'm there too, yeah, I'm like, mm, okay. I just like, okay, well I'm here now, which means I'm sitting down. <laughs> I don't want to lean in. I want to lie down. I am not like now that we're here and you begged me to come here. Yes. You know, like you wanted for me to bring them over here. So now you're going to wait on them. Exactly. It's your turn. You go. It's your turn. I'm tagging out for like an hour. Um. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Like, let me just look at TikToks while you hang out with my children. I know. And my dad is so funny because he's always like, so what are you doing over there on your phone? Like he always wants to know why do they do that you know it's like if I'm texting you or like I'm trying to talk to and I mean I usually I I think I text about three maybe four people at most Uh most of the time so you know it's usually Andy with a question or you know Jamie with a question these men all have questions Um, (laughs) you know and like then my dad with his questions like what are you doing over there and I'm like well I'm answering some other man's question can you hold on a second Oh, but yeah he always and he does that to my mom too like she'll get a text message and he's like so who's that who are you talking to oh what'd she say I hate that so <laughs> much or my kids will watch over my shoulder to see what I'm looking at on my phone and I'm like excuse you <laughs> keep moving I know keep and see around. I am so and maybe this is just the millennial in us Mm-hmm, maybe like I am so like oh you don't look at somebody else's phone screen absolutely not yes. it's like when you would read over someone's shoulder in like the past nobody liked that either in that was past. considered rude well okay so I'll like Jamie will be outside having coffee on the patio mm-hmm. and when I open the door his back is usually to me and if I ever see his phone screen I feel like I've like violated him <laughs> I look away as quickly as possible like I do not want to know like unless you hand me your phone and show me something on it (laughs) exactly which I don't love either like I would rather no one do that either but like if someone shows me their phone screen then I'll look at it but even when they're showing it to me I still feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. exactly it's not weird like it's just a weird thing that I have like I'm not going to look at your phone I don't want to hold your phone um but this relationship that I'm in, Jamie is so like, and maybe this is the Gen X in him, mm-hmm. um, but he's just like, have my phone. He's like, he here's like my- doesn't care if you look at his phone. No, he's like, here's my code. He said, program your face. My face is programmed in his phone. Program your face. <laughs> so like when I, when I pick up his phone it unlocks for me. I feel like that's just like a committed long-term relationship thing because Brian does the same thing. Like it's he's like, here. Like- here's my phone. Here's my find my location app. Here you go. He shared his location with me. I can see where he is all the time. Yeah. Brian did it out of necessity because every 10 minutes I'm like, Hey, where are you? And he's like, can you just look at that? (laughs) Well, I don't know why Jamie did it because I, I am not like, I'm not the girl that's going to go through your phone. Mm-hmm. no I'm not either I am so I could be I could be cheated on digitally so easily because I am not gonna look at your phone well if I'm just saying if Brian cheats on me then he has messed up because that'll be the only time that he does and he will be single in a matter of minutes so 
<laughs> well, I, and you know, I, I'm a very forgiving woman about a lot of things, but I, Oh, that's a no for me, dog. Absolutely not. And it's, it's the lying and the sneaking for me. Like I know that, and if you've ever been in a relationship where there's been infidelity and you've come out of it, this is not, this is just for me. This is not for anybody else, but I could, that is not forgivable for me. Not even a little. Well, I just feel very passionately Mm-hmm. that this society treats men like, oh, they're just dirty and they can't help it. Oh yeah. No, that's, you that's know what I mean? True. Like, well, they're just driven by sex and they can't, you know, and Jamie's always telling me, he's like, you know, all of the men in the world that have made mistakes has been because of their, you know, oh my and you know, and I'm just kind of like, I'm not just going to excuse like, oh, well, men are weak. And just like, no. you know, I, I just, I don't, I, I'm, that is too, like all the standard has to be put on us all the time. It's a cop-out. And if you don't want to be with somebody, at least respect them enough to like say, mm, I think I want to see other people. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's We're just all grown up here. Yeah. I mean, if you truly don't think that you can be in a committed relationship without sleeping with someone else mm-hmm. or have the discussion about the open relationship thing, who knows, maybe she'll be into it. Right. And you know what, if they're not, and that's something that you feel like that you need, that you could never be monogamous then find someone else. Well, yeah. And like, I think parting ways on that, on those terms, like being able to still be amicable, raising kids together, if you still can, rather than the dagger in the chest that it feels like to have been cheated on, because I mean, I've been cheated on before in relationships that were far less meaningful than this one, but I don't know, man, I, if, if after 11 years of marriage, you can't at least respect me enough as your child's mom to come to me and say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Mm, Maybe we should stop doing this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Mm -hmm. I know that there's people who have cheated. There's so many different reasons why it happens. Like it's never easy. It's never just like a um, you know, I mean, even, even guys that claim like, well, I'm just weak. Now I know that there are men that cheat on their wives that do it with no abandon mm-hmm. that have no, like, but a lot of times, like I know of like married couples where there has been something going on, like something is lacking and someone is feeling a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I know that it's, that it happens, but it's just like, for me, I just feel like if you have gotten to the point in our relationship where you are so miserable Mm-hmm. that you feel like that there's something lacking that I'm not giving you you and you can't talk to me about it then we need to break up exactly because then it's a whole like I said it's the respect it's the lying it's the sneaking it's the premeditation most of the time yeah so yeah. and I'm not it's like putting your it's it's a very selfish thing to be honest like it's not putting your family first your kids if they're involved first it's really not and that goes for both men and women and uh, again it is not my place to judge everybody's relationship is theirs but this is how I would feel if it happened to me right and obviously there are times that I have said this is what I would do if this happened to me mm-hmm. and I can't possibly know that because it hasn't happened yeah, I do know that, that I could not do it. That's um, not me. So, you know, it was like, I, I would have said to you, no way would I stay in a marriage where we hadn't slept in the same bed for three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. I mean, I can't believe that I let it go as long as it did in the state, you know, the state that our marriage was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had all this faith that I, that we would try to make it work, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And- I guess, I guess I would probably at least need to move out and like reassess from there, well, I don't know. but I don't think, I don't think it would work out <clears throat> for me, but you know, sometimes I wonder, you know, if Andy had not left, if he had not come into the room that morning and said, I have to leave. Yeah. Where would you guys be at now? Would we have eventually broken up or, you know, would it have been different? Would, would I have kept trying? I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, and you know, there was no, there wasn't even any infidelity there. I mean, right. not at least if there was, it was never, it was never physical. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like you said, you can't know what anybody else's relationship is like. So I know that there are people that have cheated and the relationship has stayed together. There's people that have been cheated on and they've stayed like mm-hmm. it's all, everybody's different, but I just, I really would rather someone just break up with me first. Yeah. It's a no for me, dog. Like I are, I already <laughs> know, like I can feel the anger of finding that out. Well, and I also think that in most situations, it's never like something that's revealed in an honest conversation. It's something that's found out by like, because I don't know, we all have this like gut feeling. And I feel like a lot of women who, and men who are in relationships where there's infidelity, they know what's going on, but then they have to like hunt around for proof. And I don't know, it just, the whole thing, none of it feels good or respectful. And so with those ideas in mind, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Well, um, so you better not Brian, watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Brian, if you're listening to this, just stop it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Stop it. So, um, Let's talk about you have. We're going to change the subject because we knew we're it. Off on tangents, we knew it. We knew it. We had we had a plan, y'all. We did. We did. We love a tangent. We do. Um. So anyway, if you have any advice for me as I'm nearing my 40th birthday, please come into any of the DMs that you can find us and just give it to me because I would like to hear how did you handle it? Um, was it hard for you? Um, just because I don't feel like, I feel like that I am starting to get closer to, I'm not handling it well. Mm-hmm. Like oh that, yeah. Yeah. Because like when you say, oh, well, Brian's 35, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'll kill him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where that comes from. Like I'm starting to have like resentment for younger people. Mm-hmm. And I never felt that before, like the whole time that I was in my thirties, like I was never like, oh, she's 25. Like I, you know, I never felt that way about people in their, in their twenties. Uh-huh. It was like, I'm like, I'm hating on people that are like in their thirties and get to stay in their thirties for a while. Like Taylor's we're just 31. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> well, I wonder if it's because like, I, for me, my twenties were basically garbage. Like I was, <laughs> I learned so much more about myself and like became who I think I really want to be in my thirties that I was like, I do not ever want any part of my twenties back. So I wonder if that's like what you are feeling. Well, I, it's hard to say because I don't feel like that my thirties were all that spectacular. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking back at this decade and being like, Oh my gosh, this was the best 10 years. I'm going to miss it so much. Like in all honesty, my hope is that I just killed my forties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I just, you know, I I'm hoping that like, that is my decade. Exactly. I mean, you could be remarried. You could have like starting, you could be starting your next chapter. Yes. And I, you know, I have all of these like high hopes for this new life and, you know, all of, you know, 
the places that it's going to take me, you know, I want to travel. I want to like really embrace life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, I spent like, I feel like I spent 15 years, like from 25 on when I finally got my first job teaching. Right. And I like, you know, dug in and there it was, it was a career Mm -hmm. and it was like, okay, they're trusting you with 40, 17 year olds by yourself. I know that was the weirdest feeling when I started teaching too. I'm like, Oh, all right. Well I'm in charge. I guess. Yes. It's like, I was, I wanted to say to these kids, I'm like, well, I'm only four years older than you, right. um, <laughs> but I'm in charge. Well, know. I feel like they can okay. it with the young teachers. Yes. And I, I did feel like I was saying that like, you guys, you have to listen to me. I'm a teacher. <laughs> or like you go to the bathroom and if you weren't wearing your lanyard, somebody asks you for a whole pass. Yes. Oh my gosh. That happened to me for like three years in my first school. Me too. Oh. I, or because I was subbing at first. So these people didn't really know me. They just saw me in the hall and they're like, do you have a hall pass? Um, I'm oh, subbing. It was, it was constant, but you know, it was like once I finally got that real job, mm-hmm. I feel like that I was not living. I was just surviving every day. Right. You know, and I just kept adding responsibilities onto myself. It's like, I got married. I had children. It was like, it was already hard before I did those things, work in the nine to five, you know, teaching job. Right. And then you add all these adult things on top of it. It's like, you just give yourself so much responsibility. And it's like now, no, my marriage did not work out and that right. sucks. And it's been like the hardest thing that I've ever been through, mm-hmm. but I get every other week to myself. It's true. There are some perks. If I, if I have to be in this situation, Mm -hmm. at least I have this newfound time to myself. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that my forties are really great and that I can, you know, make goals and, and reach those goals and, you know, do things for me. I feel like I've given of myself for so many years. Uh I feel like that is like the late thirties, like early forties kind of thing. I feel like women feel like for the last like 20 years or so we have just been like giving everything we can to our families, to our parents, to our friends. And that's when like the, I guess the selfish phase starts to start. (laughs) You get to kind of get yourself back. Yeah. We start to kind of look around and say, you know what? I've been taking care of y'all for a long time. I'm going to let y'all take care of yourselves for a minute. Exactly. (laughs) And see like you, when you get to 40, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Delilah will be grown. Delilah will be 20 when I'm 40. She'll be 20 and Harrison will be what, like 11? So they're eight years apart. So yeah, around there. Yeah. And and look, 11 is really cool. I I mean, I've been there. Yeah. Delilah has been 11. They're very independent at that age. Um, I, yeah, I really liked 11. And so I was listening to somebody the other day on a podcast and they were talking about blending their families Mm-hmm. and um their kids are seven. Oh wow and I was like that would have been the perfect age like if I could have met Jamie like three years earlier when his kids were still littler mm-hmm. you know and our kids could have been little together yeah that would have made such a huge difference because you know this merging the family stuff is is it's not easy right you know like we're still kind of like tiptoeing around each other and like the other night, Jamie was out, um, he went skating (laughs) and, um, (laughs) and it was up to me to make sure that everybody got their teeth brushed and went to bed. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the two little boys were like in their room with the door closed. And I was like, do I just knock? Like, what do I, it just feels so weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. You'll find your groove. Like we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but you guys have only been all living together for like six weeks. It'll be amazing to see like the growth from like now until like the first year that you've been living together. Yeah. You'll settle in, you'll find your routine. The kids will come to know you as a fixture in the house and the, you know, another bonus parent. Yeah. And you know, it's like things are gradually getting easier, like one kid at a time mm-hmm. because like today we were all downstairs. Well, not all of us because two of the two littler boys of Jamie's went to his exes yesterday. So mm-hmm. it was me, it was me and Jamie and then my two kids and then Charlie, the 15 year old. Gotcha. And, um, we all just kind of did breakfast together down there, like kind of staggered. Um, Jamie made pancakes and he made something else for Charlie and, mm-hmm. and Charlie just like laid on the couch under a blanket and watched family guy on the TV. Oh, <laughs> And I sat on the couch and watched TikTok. Like, and then my kids just, you know, came in and out of their room and did with their thing. And it was very casual and relaxed. And I feel like that everybody felt at home. Mm-hmm. You know? That's nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's getting better. But yeah. it's just a process, you know? It's- it is a process. And like, <clears throat> to think that you and Jamie have only known each other for, I don't know, some months or maybe even close to a year. That's not very long in the scheme of things. Yeah, I know. And, you know, when you look at like our relationship, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so we met during COVID. (laughs) You totally did. So, you know, we went places, but it was like, it was not the same as like when you're dating and it's not COVID. Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, we met each other. So a lot of our time was spent just at home. Yeah. in your love bubble. Yes. And then we both lost our jobs. Right. So, you know, we had our kids every other week and no jobs. Like, I feel like our relationship has been accelerated simply because of the amount of time we've had to spend together. Exactly. So, you know, it does seem like we've known each other for some months. Um, (laughs) But like the other day I went back and I don't know what made me do this. I think it's because every once in a while I'll look back on like, okay, what, what photographs did I take a year ago? Mm -hmm. So I was looking back on my August, 2020 photos and I saw a screenshot that I had sent to you Mm -hmm. of a text message from between me and Jamie, you know how I'll like show you what we said. Uh Oh, so I, went back to my messages and like searched in my messages for that day so that I could read the context around what that, what I had sent you. Right. And it reminded me of how hard things were in the beginning. Yeah. I remember there were some hard times, you know, and it's like, when I go back and read our text messages to each other from like August, September, October of last year, I can't believe how far Jamie and I have come. Exactly. And it's just so comfortable now, you know, it's, there's, I remember like, me feeling anxious about like what was going on in your relationship yeah. it was like every day there was something new and I just wanted you to find this piece or like move on to find other piece and like I don't know our friend Shaylee is also going through a divorce like she's a friend of the show she's been a guest on the show and watching like her stories and her like going through something similar that you went through 
it's, it's just kind of wild to like watch everybody's like growth into their different ages and stages of life and relationships kind of coming and going. It's all, it's all just very interesting to watch from an outside perspective. Yeah. Well, it's really, what's really interesting. And, and Jamie and I have discussed this is that we both came out of relationships Mm-hmm. And when we got into our new relationship with each other, we both had to learn he is not Andy and I am not Julie. Yeah, exactly. He can't be paying for anything that happened in your previous relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Like the things, like the kind of stuff that I can talk to him about that would make a- Andy mad. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had to learn like, okay, so when there's something going on that's bothering me, I can talk to him about it and he's not going to get angry. Mm-hmm. I've seen that you learned that too as well. And it took a while because there were things that were happening early in the relationship that I was not happy with mm-hmm. that I sat on my hands and didn't say anything about. Right. And I hear me over here that probably talks too much. I was like, you got to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when I finally started telling him mm-hmm. things started to improve and he and I actually got closer. Yeah. You know, so it's just communication really does work, but you just have to trust. I don't know. Cause I, I was so afraid of communication because it was so bad in my prior relationship. Totally. And that's like a deal breaker for me. Like if I can't talk to you about how I'm feeling or like tell you that you're <laughs> making me mad about something or, or on the, on the opposite of that, like if you can't tell me how you're feeling and then you just blow up like that, that doesn't work for me. And that is right. There is the reason why Brian and I, in the past, I've been very open about this. We almost separated. Um, and that was the, the major reason. Yeah. And I mean, I can understand that because the stuff that you have, I mean, the stuff that I had in my, my first marriage, I, I really did try to carry it with me into my new relationship. I, I mean, yeah. it took me a long time to let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, a lot of people have looked at my situation and Jamie's situation and said, like, you guys moved really fast. Mm-hmm. But when I look back at the process that we've been through, it does not feel fast. Right. Well, and I feel like once you, I don't know, once you've been in a relationship. Okay. So here's the thing. Like when you're in a relationship in your like teens and twenties or whatever, like there, you have to wait, right? Because society expects you to not be living together until you're married or whatever other expectations there are. But once you've like had kids and (laughs) all of that is out the window and then you know yourself more in your thirties and early forties or whatever, I feel like it is accelerated because you don't have a lot of time to waste, you know? And, And that's, that's just speaking from myself and like what I see from other people, but there's also of course, other people who are in their thirties who take things slower. Well, I mean, I, okay. So I, a friend of mine, we're really just more Facebook friends, but she married mm-hmm. somebody that I grew up with and I'm friends with her on Facebook. Well, yeah. she and that person divorced and now she is in a new relationship. Okay. And, you know, I know that she and that guy have been divorced for a while mm-hmm. because it was a while before they se- I mean, after they separated before she even mentioned it on social media. So like, I have never mentioned on my Facebook page that I am separated. Mm-hmm. I've never mentioned on my Facebook page that I'm in a new relationship. Like Facebook is, I've never said a word about it. Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, it's like this girl, now she's in this new relationship and she's gotten to where she's comfortable posting about it on Facebook. 
Yeah. And I look at like their speed versus mine. Like she and him have not moved in together. You know, like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, am I moving too fast? All of these other people that were in previous marriages, they're moving slower. And I you think know, you I'm could so- only move at the speed that like you and your partner are comfortable with. Right. Like Brian and I had a baby after being together for 10 months. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, We got married much later than that. Most people expected us to get married, like right after we had a baby. Um, so I think you have to just go at the pace for what you and your partner feel is good for you. Yeah. You know, because when early in the relationship, when the feelings were really, really new, and we started talking about like, maybe one day we'll merge these families. Yeah. There were so many times that he and I talked about it. And then like the next day he would be like, you know, we need to slow down. <laughs> right. Or, or you would say that you're like, I don't think I ever want to get married again. You know, Yeah, there were times like I've been back and forth. So it's just. I think I said it last episode, relationships are weird and hard. They are. And like, I feel, I don't know. I, I feel like not, there's not, okay. In my opinion, there's not one person for everybody. Like I don't necessarily subscribe to soulmates or whatever, but there are people that I feel like you click with, even if like, there are things that are really different. Like Brian and I could not be more different, but like, there's just something where I'm visualizing like a puzzle piece where our souls just kind of fit together. And I feel like there's, I don't know when you find that connection, like you, you got to jump on it. Yeah. Well, figuratively and literally, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's just, it's, it's sad because this is getting like real deep and real personal. This was not on the notes. No, but it, I loved Andy. I love Andy. Um, you know, like how I felt about Andy was very, very real. I mean, there were years in our marriage where I was like, if something happens to him, you're going to have to put me in a padded room. I mean, like, I know that I loved him. Yeah. But the way that I have felt and feel about Jamie is totally different. Mm-hmm. it's like he and I feel like we're teenagers again cute you know it's that like giddy like infatuated just like cannot cannot stand to be apart from you kind of love mm-hmm. and you know I know that a lot of people experience that love with their spouse the person that right. they marry mm-hmm. um you know I loved Andy when we got married. This is not to say that I didn't, it's just, it wasn't that kind. Right. You know, it was just too, it was just a different kind of feeling. And now it's like you say that people can be very different. Like Jamie and I definitely have some differences, mm-hmm. but you know, the relief that I feel after a long day, just like collapsing into the bed next to him is mm-hmm. like, it's like breathing out, you know, it's just like, right. like, it just feels so perfect. Mm-hmm. that and it's just it's it's almost like I finally know like what people wrote love songs about um, <laughs> <laughs> you know all these people that write all this beautiful love songs and stuff I'm just like oh yeah well love is wah wah um, <laughs> <laughs> and now I just I know I know better you know and yes I totally wish that I could have had that relationship with the father of my children but I think maybe you were like meant to walk this journey for whatever reason, you know, the human experience is weird. Nobody knows why we're, we're having this experience, whether it's, you know, predetermined by some higher power or whether it's just some cells, you know, collecting at the bottom of a dish. Yeah. Um, who knows why we're having this experience, but this journey is yours and it's perfectly imperfect. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird because like for two people to be this like chemically and emotionally compatible, like why did we not find each other, you know, years ago, you know, it's just, it's just, we had to live the life that we lived before we could be ready for each other, I guess. I don't know. Like if you believe in like, you know, all that fate and universe and stuff, but it's just, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. And divorce is hard y'all um because even though I can be like super happy in my new relationship I have days where I still like weep for my marriage yeah absolutely like grief is I don't know I describe grief as like a wave um and this is a totally unrelated different thing but a couple of years ago I had a miscarriage after we saw the heartbeat and like I don't know it was several years ago I think it was like 2017 2018 something like that but there are days where I will like get just knocked down by the grief of that. And other, like most of the time, I'm just totally fine. So grief is just a really weird, a weird thing. Yeah, it really is. Especially when you can just be like going about your day, feeling totally fine. And then just bam, it's just like, oh, then I can't stop crying. Exactly. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but you know, Jamie and I went through the same stuff at the same time because, you know, he and his wife separated and, you know, like our experience was so similar that, you know, he could talk to me about, well, today I'm sad. I'm, I'm grieving my marriage. Mm -hmm, And it wasn't like I was worried, like, oh, he doesn't love me. He wants to get back together with her. Like it was never like that. Right. You know, like he always was like, yeah, I can see you miss Andy. Like I, that doesn't, it's not, it was never threatening to us. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's been, it's been an interesting year and, you know, we will wrap this part up in just a second, but, you know, going into my forties, I really do think that it's, you know, it's time for me to have a decade. That's like really bomb. Exactly. And really where you focus on yourself and growing back into that person who you probably really enjoyed when you were in your twenties, but with a, with a wiser twist. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, I've realized now that my version of like partying like I'm in my 20s may not look the same Mm -hmm. like I still love to throw down and have a good time and just it's like I'm I know that I should not be worried about going into this new decade because I still have a lot of life left ahead of me totally and like I guess that thing that Heather said to me when we she was on our show that one time uh or twice I don't remember which one time it was but Heather Kell said this on our show we were talking about like aging and you know, how does it feel or whatever? And she just said that she was always grateful for any age that she turns or any day that she has, because so many people don't live to that age. And anytime I see like a news story about somebody who was in like a car accident or someone who's, um, unfortunately their child has passed away or something, I just find, you know, that thankfulness that I get to be that next age. And that has literally changed my life. Yeah. I remember when she said that and mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's right because you know, mm-hmm. you really never know. Exactly. You, there, and there are so many people who are not able to, or who don't for whatever reason live to be 40. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I'm hoping that over the course of the next six months, mm-hmm. I get okay with it. Yeah. I, I think you will. I think again, you'll have to maybe like And maybe part of it is that like so much of your life that you lived in your thirties is not a part of your life anymore in your forties. And maybe it's like part of that grief journey that you're on too. Yeah. It's like, I'm really leaving it behind. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like the whole age is going to be over, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, you have been on a journey yourself. I have been, I have been kind of quiet about it. Like, I mean, you've talked to me about it some, yeah, but like you haven't made like a huge deal about it. I don't, I don't think I, I don't know. Okay. So I've been on like a wellness, fitness, health kind of journey lately. Um, and I don't know, I don't want to like make a huge deal about it because it's weird for me when I get like, I don't know, because it's never perfect, right? Like a fitness journey is not perfect. So I also don't want to have to like show those imperfections loudly, if that makes sense, because I'm, I'm already so like, I don't know. It's almost like disordered in the way that I like have interacted with fitness and eating and that kind of thing that I, it's hard for me to share when I have those failures. And so I just kind of quietly plod along here. (laughs) Well, you've had days when, so there have been a couple of days, maybe just one that I can remember Mm -hmm. where you were having a bad day. Well, and there was a whole week recently, like when all that stuff was going down with the planner community and some other things that were going on on the side related and unrelated to the planner community, I was off the wagon, hardcore. And when you talked to me, there was one specific day where we talked where I don't know if maybe you had misinterpreted something that I had texted you and I had to like give you some reassurance or whatever, but you gave me like all of these things that were happening in your day. Yeah. And one of them was, and I'm not on my eating plan and I'm mad at myself about it. Yeah. You know, it was like, you were, I knew that you were off. And so it's like, I have this like policy where you don't comment on somebody else's body, whether they've lost weight, gained weight, whatever. Like, it's just not, you just, there's no need to say anything to anybody. Right. Um, and when someone starts a journey or they make a goal. Mm-hmm. If they ask you, hold me accountable, right? then do that. Mm -hmm. But if they don't ask for your input on the situation, I just like, let you talk to me about it when you were ready to talk about it. Right. Like if you woke up and you were like, Hey, I've lost this much weight and you wanted to tell me, then I wanted to celebrate it with you, but I didn't want to be nosy. Right. You know, I didn't want to be like, so how much weight have you lost her? And then you'd be like, well, I haven't been on the wagon for two weeks. And then you have to feel bad. Yeah. yeah. You know? So it's just, I, you, when you told me today, how much weight you'd lost, I was like, wow, it'd been a while since you've given me an update. Yeah. And it, for me, like, okay. So when I lost weight in like my twenties and I had done some like weight loss in my early, early te- or late teens, I guess that fell off of my body. It was like, I, I don't know if it was my metabolism or maybe I was more active because I was doing athletics back then. But whenever I did ate right for my body, the weight would just fall off of my body. And it has not been like that trying to like lose weight or do something better for my body in my thirties. It's so hard and trying to like go through that process and be okay with how slow it's going instead of, and also, okay. So my sister-in-law just had weight loss surgery. And so like, it's hard to not compare. So she's losing like five pounds a week and I'm over here, like maybe losing a pound a week (laughs) and it's really hard that way. So not seeing it happen as fast as I would like has been hard, but I do feel like I'm nothing if not consistent. Well, I, okay. So on all honesty here, (laughs) 
I have not really tried to lose any weight since 2014. Yeah. Well, that's totally valid and totally fine. Like we, we both know that any body that you're in is, you know, we, we, we both preach the self-love thing and we believe it more than just, we say it. Um, but my reason for wanting to lose weight has nothing to do with how I want my body to look. I could be in this body forever and feel better. And I would be absolutely fine with that. There are of course things that I struggle with and imperfections that I look at in the mirror and I have to work through, but I would be totally fine if I felt better in this body, but that's, that's what I need. I just need to feel better. Well, that's, that's my problem. Okay. So like in 2014, I went on Weight Watchers Mm -hmm. and I lost 74.8 pounds. I didn't quite Uh make it all the way to 75 pounds. Uh And I felt so much better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess I looked better. I don't know. Uh, I mean, um, I, and then I don't know what happened, but around the holidays that year, 2014, I kind of got off the wagon during the holidays and then didn't get back on ever again. Right. And there have been a couple times since then that I have started something new and had a little bit of success early on, but then didn't maintain it the way I did that first time in 2014. Right. So, you know, then it's like, I knew that there were issues with my body that were causing issues with my marriage. And there was a lot of stuff about it that was mental, you know, Mm -hmm. like holding on to weight for purpose, like for reasons that are not their emotional reasons. Right. Well, and there's like, there's people, um, there's one person in particular that I think of, she's a therapist actually that I follow on YouTube and she, you know, struggled with eating disorders as a younger woman. And she says that she feels the best and the healthiest that she's ever felt like mentally and physically in her body as a fat person. And that is not for me to judge. So that is her journey. But I also see people like Stephanie Fleming, who, um, you know, interpret self-love as loving the body that you're in, but also like wanting more for yourself. And I feel like that is kind of where I'm at right now. Like I do not subscribe to diet culture at all. The eating plan I'm doing is something I hope that will help me and like keep me going, um, for the rest of my life, potentially something that I could maintain something that makes me feel good. Um, and something that is not restrictive. I think that's the biggest hard part for me in my like disordered eating pattern is that I can't be restrictive. I have to know like that I'm going to be able to eat, um, because I love food and I just can't, I don't know. It's a mental thing for sure, but I, I have to be able to eat. Um, and this lets me do that. And then being able to move my body more because I'm also watching like my elderly relatives, well, not elderly, they're like my mom's age who are not really able to move their bodies very well anymore. And that scares the crap out of me. Well, that's what I'm the most worried about. Yeah. It's terrible. It's really scary actually watching that happen to people. Yes. Because I, I am a hundred percent like all for body positivity and, you know, loving the body that you're in and just being thankful for what it's given you and what it can do. And I mean, like, I mean, my body made two awesome babies Exactly. I I mean, I grew them, you know, you sure did. And And birthed them. Well, I mean, I mean, my, my body was cut up for them. 
Yeah. That's you still birth. I mean? C-section birth is still birth. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I feel like that, you know, my body did a lot of cool things and I don't want to hate on it. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's like, I, there are little things that like, I don't think that everybody thinks about, like, I want to go lots of places, mm-hmm. but I don't feel comfortable flying in an airplane. Right. Um, not because I'm scared like you, but because like, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to be in people's way. I don't want to take up more space than I am allotted mm-hmm. and airplane seats are tight and cramped. Right. You know, so it makes me nervous. And then like, when you walk into a restaurant, like, do I, am, is the table going to be able to move away from the booth so that I can fit well and be comfortable? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just little things that you think about, you know, as a person of size that smaller people don't think about, you know? Right. But it's like, I have been all the different weights. Yeah. I have been mostly like in the plus size range forever, but my body is best and like it's best self when I'm around a size like 10 to 12. Right. Well, and I, I, I probably am the same. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I, I also have struggled with a lot of eating disorders, my, like for 20 years of my life. Well, if we're honest, like I think anyone, unless I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I'm going to say a lot of the women that I know have not necessarily eating disorders in the way that you think about eating disorders, like anorexia and bulimia and stuff, but they have disordered eating patterns and like disordered images of their body. Yes. Um, that is, that is very true. Um, now when I was in high school, I was anorexic. Mm-hmm. and then college into like my early adulthood, I was very bulimic. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things, it's like, I think that I, I was bulimic pretty bad until I got pregnant with Daniel. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, you can't be bulimic and be pregnant. Right. You know? So it's like, I, I taught myself how to eliminate one of the behaviors. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of turned into compulsive eating. But at the end of the day, all of the things that I was dealing with, their, their source was somewhere else. None of it had yeah. anything to do the with trauma is somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. You know, none of it had anything to do with food or even like looks at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, but I feel like now, you know, I, I grew up and I was so afraid when I was in teenager and like in my early twenties, I was so afraid of being fat. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I thought I was fat. I, I, I was so hard on my body and mm-hmm. you know, now I, I like, okay, well I got fat and I'm not dead. Like it's, I'm happier than I've ever been in my whole life. Right. Well, and part of that, I think is just like a society that doesn't accept people of size. Like there, I mean, there are people, I read a story about a woman who like was going to her doctor for pain and like indigestion and that kind of thing. And her doctor's only solution was that she needed to lose weight. Well, she actually had ovarian cancer and died. So like uh, there are systems that are not set up for people of size, fat people, curvy people, whatever you want to identify yourself as totally fine. Um, but like, like you're saying like airplane seats, should they be like a different size to accommodate more people? If you're thinking about like chairs, when you're going to places, should they all not have arms so they can fit everyone? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like society as a whole is just not built for like plus size people. Yeah. Well, and you know, 
there's this whole school of thought, you know, when you see someone, like when you see a plus size model and there's people under there that are like, you're promoting obesity and blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. Well, we both posted in our stories the other day and I, I, I stole it from you, but (laughs) that thing that like tweet where that person said, you know, something about people were mad because the, what was it like the, the leggings company, they don't make plus size clothing. Mm-hmm. And then when they make plus size clothing, like, uh, wh- what was it, Caitlin? Something about you tell fat people to get up and work out. And then when you see pictures of them in athletic, yeah. people, you tell them that they're exactly. obesity. Yeah. So it was talking about that a lot of like athletic companies don't make like a plus size line. So like a lot of society says people are overweight because they eat wrong or they don't exercise or they're generally unhealthy. But like, like, what are people supposed to work out in? If there's like, are they just supposed to wear their regular clothes and have, I don't know, man. So there's just like those little inaccessibility points. And then like, don't get me started on like the BMI scale, because if you put two people next to each other, maybe one is like ripped and full of muscles. And maybe it's someone is someone that looks like me. They could have the exact same BMI. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. There's just a lot of things and like our society values thinness because that's been perpetuated to us through, I don't know, whatever companies don't get me started on my soapbox, but that's not to say that people who are of, you know, average size or thin people don't have their own struggles, but we're just talking about like our lived experiences with like living in these plus size bodies. Yeah. And I also have heard a lot of people say like, if there's something that you don't like about yourself that you can change and you're not changing it, then you shouldn't complain about it. Well, that is also a lot easier said than done. I have part of my slow weight loss is probably because I, I have PCOS. Like, I don't know if everybody knows that, but I have PCOS. And part of that is an inability to lose weight and an ability to gain weight quickly. Um, and I was not one of those people after I had my son, Uh, I, when I was breastfeeding him, I was not somebody that lost weight when I was breastfeeding. I in fact gained weight. I probably was eating the wrong foods, but honestly, I was just grabbing whatever I could get, but I don't know. Like there are just things that people don't consider about other people's bodies. And there's just so much wrapped up in this shell. Um, but anyway, uh, kind of thinking about my own journey, I feel a lot better. And I like this part might be triggering for some people. So if you need to skip ahead, that's totally fine. But I have lost, um, 27.6 pounds so far, um, and already feeling a lot better. And then today I can pull on and zip and wear comfortably my pants that are two sizes smaller than I was wearing when I first started. So that is my progress so far. And you know, it's, the number on the scale, we always talk about like how much weight we've lost. If I'm a hundred percent honest, I have no idea how much I weigh. Yeah. And that um, was me before I started too. And it's been really interesting to, because I weigh myself every day and it's been interesting to learn like my body's patterns. So like the two weeks before my period, I'm going to weigh anywhere between three to five pounds more than I will after I ovulate basically. It's very interesting. So it fluctuates for sure. um, But the numbers and the data are very interesting to me. Well, that's, I think that one of the things that scares me about even like saying, okay, now I am officially starting 
a wellness journey is that Mm -hmm. I do need to get on a scale. Yeah. Well, and that was hard for me too. And I, like I said, I had no idea how much I weighed and I'm not going to tell the exact number because I don't want to trigger anybody. And I don't really want to trigger myself, but I was over 300 pounds and I had no idea that that had happened. And not that being over 300 pounds is, you know, you're invalid or you're wrong if you are, but that was just something that was a real wake up call for me. And the fact that I could not walk from like my house to my nail salon, which is not very far without getting out of breath and having to stop two times. Like my body was, I could feel that it was physically not doing its best things. Yeah. And that's for me where I want to make some changes because I can be as happy with my clothes and my body and my looks. I could, I mean, I have no problem with what I look like, but Mm -hmm. I want to feel good and I want to fit in airline seats and I want to be able to go hiking with my man. Yeah. And I want to go camping with our family and I want to, you know, go outside. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't usually like to go outside. I know. I still don't really. And I was telling Leanne this before. (laughs) before or maybe earlier in the show. I can't remember, but I am not somebody that likes to work out with other people. I hate sweating so much. I hate it so much. And if you are working out with me or anywhere near me, you have to be completely silent. I cannot talk to people. I'm not going to want to have a running buddy, but I will get on my bike angrily every day, or at least a few times a week and ride those nine miles and listen to my podcasts or my audiobooks or whatever, and do what I need to do because I'm not, I do not want to be, I don't want to be struggling to move my body and like my mind, not be able to do things that I want to do when I'm, I don't know, 50, 60, I want to still, I want to be retired and enjoy it. Okay. Like yeah, it's such a bunch of tasks. Yeah. I don't want to wreck my knees, you know, like I, I want to, I want to get it together in time to have an old age and, and enjoy it for sure. Exactly. Yep. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed with you. Um, I, I, it's, it's almost like, you know, those stickers that they have in the happy planner sticker books that are always like, well, you know, if you wish you had started today, you know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I keep thinking, when I'm, when am I going to start? Right. It's like you started all these weeks ago and it moved so fast and look at the progress that you've made. And it's like the sticker sticks just start today. Like you'll wish that you had, or, you know, I can't remember now what they say because I'm tired. And (laughs) I feel like once you're able to get into a routine, then you'll have a better chance at, you know, giving that time to yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. And my plan really is to get up in the morning and go to the gym. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because we have a gym just within walking distance of the town home. Oh, I'm so jealous. I wish we did. I mean, and it's not even a hard walk. Like it's not up or down a hill. It's just down the street. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's no reason for me to not go, especially because my kids, I don't have to be out the door with my children until 8 a.m. That's perfect. So if you got up at six, if I got up at six and worked out until seven and then took a shower and then got my kids ready for school, like that would be the best way to start my day, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and there's not going to be anybody in the house in my way because they're all going to be doing their thing. Right. And my kids will be asleep. So it's just, it's, it's time. Like it's, it's my time now. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that'll be good. So, Maybe that's one of the things you should do before you're 40 for yourself. 
Yes, but I don't want to make a big deal about it. I want to be like you. Same. Same. You know, we're like, I don't want to be like obsessive about it. I just want to be like casually, this is what I'm doing. No big deal. No need to chat about it all day, all the time. You know what I mean? Like, Uh exactly. And like, I have a group chat with two of my sisters in law who are also like working on their wellness. And I am using that Noom app. And so I have like a coach that I talk to and stuff. So I feel like those things are also, you know, just the amount of support that I need. And people who get it, like my sisters-in-law are both also plus size women. The coach that I was matched with on Noom used to be a plus size woman. And I think she might actually still be, she's a like 10 or 12, whatever. Um, but anyway, I feel like I'm surrounded by people who really get it and people who just want me to be successful on the goals that I want to hit. Um, I have a couple of goals Um, not necessarily around like weight loss again, again, if I don't lose another pound, but I feel better and I can do these things, then I'm, I'm here for it. But I do hope that, um, you know, I'm able to get to a place where I feel really good. Yeah, I know. I want to feel good too. And it's nice to be at a place in my life where I can start this journey and it Mm -hmm. not be about what I look like. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like part of that is about having a supportive partner that like, my husband yeah. has loved me in many different sizes and that man, he cannot get enough at any size. So. Well, and I'm more like, it, it honestly worries me a little bit because like Jamie told me not long ago, he was like, I would really just like you to stay big. Oh, no. And uh, you know, so it's like, I, I don't want to like lose so much weight that it's like a problem for him. <laughs> yeah. I think that he will love you at any size because he loves you for you. And not I know, like- I know he does, but it was just sweet for him to say, you know, you can just stay like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I, if I do it, it's definitely going to be for me. Good. Well, I, I hope that you are able to, and it, even if you're not like, and you feel okay and you're, you know, you're rocking yeah. it. You do what you're going to do. Yeah. Well, I learned something about myself. I guess it was today. I was in the car, you know, driving the kids to Andy's to drop them off. Mm-hmm. And I had this like epiphany. Mm-hmm. I, okay. So Jamie is about to start work. Okay. You know, we talked about on the mini show that Jamie got a job and we were excited. Right. Um, so Jamie's about to go back to work. We have one week left. Mm-hmm. just two of us, no kids. Ooh. Okay. And we're going out of town for a couple of days. We're going to the mountains because we feel like it's probably a pretty time to go up to the mountains. So we're going up to the mountains of North Carolina. And, um, I realized I love lasts. You know what I mean? You like, do. You love that. I love the last Sunday before you start your diet on Monday. Um, I, I love the last pack of cigarettes. I forgot that you used to be a smoker. Oh, that was a long time ago. And I do not smoke now, but when I used to, and I would be planning to quit, I'd be like, man, this is my last day smoking. Let me just, let me smoke the entire pack. I have never smoked a cigarette before. I know. I know you haven't. I think it's so cool. Um, but you know, looking like looking ahead to like, this is our last week as like retired people together. That's wild. Had all these months where we've been, you know, together nonstop, just the two of us traveling in the middle of the week and all this. And this is the last week. And then he's got a job and we are so thankful that he has a job and we're so ready, you know, for him to get involved in that. But I'm so excited about this last week. 
Yes. Oh, it's going to be so good. And are you guys doing a little out of town situation? Yes. We have a very, very beautiful room at a bed and breakfast mm-hmm. up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's going to be very romantic and we're going to be celebrating like that. He got a job. We're finally going to celebrate that. I've officially moved in that my house is gone. We're just going to blow it out like all week next week. Oh, it's going to be so good. <sighs> so excited so yeah that's I'm, I'm definitely feeling feeling some I, I really like lasts lasts they're my thing <laughs> oh, that's great that's awesome yeah. so um let's quickly wrap up get through the rest of these notes um let's talk about Halloween a little bit yes what are you doing for Halloween do you have any plans um, you know I don't know mm-hmm. my kids have chosen Halloween costumes okay what are they going to be my kids have also chosen Okay, so Hannah is Princess Peach from Mario. Cute. And I cannot persuade Daniel to just be Luigi or Mario. Like, I cannot get him to do it. We have looked at the Mario costume in two different stores. Okay. And he insisted on Iron Man. Oh, that'll be really cute, though. Like, I think think it's going to be cute. I know, I know. But it's just like... He has been a superhero every year for like five years. Like I'm just, he was Batman for two years. He was Spider-Man for two years. He's been Captain America. Like, I'm just like every Halloween, he's a superhero and I am just kind of ready for him to do something else. Um. (laughs) Let the man live. I was a different princess or fancy lady for like 10 years of my life. Well, so last year, Hannah was like a warrior. Ooh, get it, Hannah. He had this adorable, like, medieval looking dress. It looked like it came out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. And she had, like, a bow and arrow and a quiver full of arrows on her back. Like, she was this, like, warrior thing. I love it. And now this year, she's Princess Peach from Mario. So her her costumes have been, like, she switches it up every year. Uh-huh. But not Daniel. He's like, which superhero am I going to be this year? Going to be all <laughs> the Avengers eventually. oh that's fantastic well my kids okay Harrison's gonna be a glow-in-the-dark skeleton had to be glow-in-the-dark okay and then Delilah okay so she was gonna be Harley Quinn and I ordered all of the things to go with that costume but Amazon has been messing up lately they did this to me with a Halloween decoration that I bought too and everything in this costume they like said it's undeliverable and it was only like halfway to my house and they have sent it back and it, there's no way that I can get another one in time for Halloween. And so her second choice is now an eighties lady. An eighties lady. Okay. Yeah. So she's going to have like leg warmers and leggings and like a tutu skirt and like an off the shoulder kind of shirt and yeah. like big chunky earrings and jewelry. Side ponytail. And, yeah. Yes, a side ponytail, and I think I'm gonna like crimp it or do something like that. So you and like do, big cold lipstick. You can yes. spray her bangs like up into like a little wave. She doesn't have bangs. Oh, <laughs> she's all one length. Oh, that's gonna make it. That's gonna make it a little harder. Yeah, it'll still look cute. She's gonna look great. Yeah, she is. That's a really cute idea. Yeah, and it was. It's so funny. Some of my students told me they're gonna be someone from the 90s and I cannot wait to see what these costumes look like but I can't believe we're old enough to have a decade where our childhood is now a costume because forever the 80s and like the 70s and like the hippie costume that was like what people in my age bracket wanted to be but now the 90s are costume (laughs) 
Yeah. And see, I don't, so I went to a Halloween store today. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, that does not sound like me, does it? No, it does not. No, it does not. But my kids and my bonus children mm-hmm. have said, we need to decorate the house for Halloween. Oh, perfect. That's cool. And then Jamie came up and he said, we need to decorate the house for Halloween. So like 12 people have said, you need to do this. So I started looking around. So you know how when a store goes out of business, Mm -hmm. immediately a spirit Halloween store moves in. Why is that? That happens here too. I don't know. But I was driving down the road the other day past the mall, this mall that I pass all the time. And one of the stores has been closed for a while and I will be daggummed if they did not put that spirit Halloween store in there so fast. How can they have a Halloween store that is all year round? I don't understand. No, I feel like that the spirit Halloween stores travel. Oh, do they? They travel? I feel feel like that by like December, that store will be gone. Oh, interesting. Like they pop in and out of vacant spots. Maybe I just don't pay enough attention or leave my house, but I feel like I see them all the time. But well, I, I guess you have to buy costumes throughout the year for different things. Well, I don't know. I don't know how long they stay open, but I just know that I saw that the store was there mm-hmm. and I made the mistake of mentioning it to my children. Mm-hmm. So we went there yesterday and there was nowhere to park. I mean, like it, we would have had to walk like three blocks to get there. So I just said, oh. no. so we went to Target instead and we looked at Target's Halloween section. Perfect. And sometimes Target does a pretty good job. Right. Target's hit or miss. Yeah. But it was kind of picked over. There were some things that we saw that we liked that I've basically just been making mental notes because I don't know yet how I want to decorate it. Mm-hmm. But we went to the Halloween store, the spirit Halloween store. Perfect. Why is every costume sexy? For women or for little girls? For men. I mean, for women. I mean, they, they, okay. they, try, to make, they try to make the <laughs> men one look sexy too. Okay, what what I need to happen is I need all of the men's costumes to be sexy with short shorts. Well, okay, so I, I really was trying to not be like, oh my gosh, my feminism alarms are going off. I tried to be, I tried to see equality and look at the men's costumes. Yeah. And there were a lot of the men's costumes that were very, very tight fitting. Yeah, that did not come with a shirt. <laughs> right, that were definitely supposed to be like, this is a sexy pirate, okay? <laughs> like this is not just a regular pirate but see the men's costumes had the here's a regular funny pirate r Uh and then they also had the sexy pirate option right so why is there not like a sexy pirate lady costume and a regular lady costume why do i have to be sexy Uh uh-huh that was also a really difficult thing that i found when i was trying to purchase a costume for delilah when she was going to be harley quinn like there was either the little girls one that would not fit my adolescent teenager body, or there was like all of the sexy Harley Quinn options. There right. wasn't just like the jacket and the shirt and leggings. They all had the short shorts. The shirts were all cropped, like to right underneath the boobs. Mm-mm. It is a no for me. Well, I just, they turn things into, there's things that just aren't sexy. Like, uh, right. okay. I saw a dragon costume a sexy dragon but really all it was was like a black bodysuit and then a, a headband that you put on that had like a thing on it 
<laughs> oh my goodness. And it was like, okay, that is not, uh, here's a sexy dragon. I was like, that is stupid. Like, that yeah. is dumb. Like, there's like some of the costumes. Uh, I mean, a sexy angel. I mean, I could see that. Um, that I'm trying to think what else. Um, uh, a sexy astronaut. Oh, okay. Just, that, oh. Sounds, that sounds cold. <laughs> it sounds like you would be dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you run like Austin Powers. I'm thinking of like all of those ladies <laughs> on there. But it's just, it was aisle after aisle of costumes of sexy. Sexy this, sexy that. Oh, you know. Yeah. And then you got to like the, the one that was like, it was cops and like it was oh no it was not it was not just um it was like dirty cop you know you know know what I mean like they put all these innuendos on them and I was like this is just gross like I know why did they have to do that oh I just I don't like it um and some of the costumes did have plus size versions oh yeah I've been seeing a lot of plus size versions of costumes this year but the lady on the picture was not a plus size lady Oh, geez. We need to see how it will look on multiple models. Yeah, but seriously, like these cheap costumes, they just put the same plus size. They just put the same lady on all of them. (laughs) So, (laughs) but anyway, like when we finally left there, um, I actually didn't let my kids buy anything yet Mm -hmm. because I said it's only the 3rd of October. So I've got plenty of time and I don't know yet how I want to decorate the house. I don't know it's only the third of october this is typical leanne fashion it'll be like october 20th and she'll be like okay it's time <laughs> october 28th i will be decorating for halloween <laughs> but then you only get to enjoy it for two days i know that's always how i do that's always how i do it's terrible um, are you gonna wear a costume this year do you have um, a costume you mean what kind of sexy thing am i gonna be <laughs> <laughs> or plus size option apparently <laughs> um i mean i don't know we've been watching a lot of game of thrones um that could be good yeah um but see like i really did i mean i did hover around the wig section for a while Ooh, wigs and hats and like i really like just like a shirt that looks like a costume kind of like a pumpkin shirt or a spider shirt that i can just wear with something else well i was thinking of the wigs for other times oh oh all right then all right then i did so I bought a while ago, but I knew I'd have to jump on this if I didn't, if I wanted it. Um, speaking of our friend, Shaylee is making multiple appearances in this show. She sells a lot on Poshmark and she was selling this floor length, um, spider dress. Like it's like a fit and fair flare style and it's like crushed velvet. I was planning to wear that this year, but if we're not really like doing anything for Halloween, I feel like it's kind of a waste and I might save it. So you did buy it though. I bought it and I have it and it fits and it's really cute. So I don't know. We'll see if I wear that or not, or I might just wear my Ghostbusters (laughs) t-shirt. Well, I don't even know if I have the kids for Halloween. I think that Andy gets Halloween. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, just because it means more to him. Right. And, um, he just really enjoys doing the trick or treating, um, his parents, you know, there's a, a certain kind of like meal that they make every year at Halloween. So, huh, you know, that's, cool. that's something that they want to do. Like, that's fine with me. I don't know like what Jamie, what kind of arrangement he and his ex have for Halloween. I don't know what we're doing. I just know that our neighborhood is having a trunk or treat on the 23rd and I'm oh, going to take my kids to that and let them wear their costumes to that. Cute. So, I probably will not wear a costume, but I do want to go back to that store and buy like all those crazy wigs. 
Oh my god, you guys are too much. I can't stand you. <laughs> I mean, I could do like a blonde wig, like Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. Oh my. Well, yeah. you know. that's exciting for you. Those wigs are always such terrible quality. It's true. And they're very itchy. That's no fun for anyone. I have like a terrible bald spot in the back usually where you just feel the netting. <laughs> and then it like falls back, like backwards on your head and you're always having to pull the dang thing down. Yes. And if it gets forehead. even the little, like the least bit tangled, forget it. Cause you can't. <laughs> <laughs> because it's all synthetic. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's wrap up the show with a real quick conversation about planners. Mm-hmm. So there's three months left in the year. Uh huh. I'm just barely hanging on till January because I love the planners that I have that I'm thinking about for January. So I'm just, I'm trying to, especially now that like Jamie's going back to work and I'm going to have all kinds of things to do. I want to like really feel passionate about my current planner, but I just don't know if I do. So, yeah. you know, I just, I, I'm, I would like to just blink and my January planners work for me. I feel the same. Like I, I like my current planner setup. It's fine. I'm really into my teacher planner as a vertical. Um, but like everything else, it's just okay because I know the cool things that I'm going to be using. Like for example, the dashboard that I'm using right now for every day, it's got like color on every month and I'm annoyed by that, but my one for next year is completely neutral. So I can do whatever I want. And I'm just ready to start my new planners too. This waiting sucks. Yeah. And I, you know how Instagram just like makes it worse a little or better. Well, Instagram makes it worse because like, I'll see like really cute spreads and happy planners. And I get like really happy about my choice that my January, 2022 planner is happy planner. Right. And then I'll scroll for a few more minutes and I'll see like a really awesome Etsy kit and an Aaron Condren vertical. And I'm just like, dang, I want one of those too. Mm-hmm. Like I can't have a vertical happy planner and a vertical Aaron Condren. Like there's just no point in having both. It really right. is just redundant. And I've heard really cool things about the Moxie Life launch this year. I don't know. Yeah, I have two. And yeah. I always miss those. Like, I feel like I need to order one when they open up pre-orders because I always miss them. Yeah. I kind of want to order one also and like, take a look at it. And yeah wrong wrong is going to have a disc bound planner this year there are too many choices yeah I know and it's really kind of it's it's got me like feeling weird because I really do like the planner that is sitting on my table for 2022 but I miss being able to change my covers you know like on my Aaron Condren's yeah that's true if the happy planner could just get it together and sell covers separately how hard could that be I don't think that could be that hard I don't know, but I just, I love popping on my Erin Condren covers. Oh, I just, that's one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like I'm missing out, you know, because I can always have a different one for every season. And I love the way Etsy kits look in those planners. Like I'm really like leaning towards an Erin Condren for next year. So I just, I just don't know. Oh, it's terrible. I know there's too many choices. I will definitely have a few happy planners in my lineup, but I might have some other things too. I'm also waiting to see if Kita is going to launch like a full planner again, like she did last year for fancy plans co. Yeah. So I might get some of those inserts also. I don't know, man. We'll have to see. Well, I'm thinking about like, I could keep a happy planner as like my gratitude journal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. you know, and then I could use my Aaron Condren as like my everyday. 
right? You totally could. So like, I mean, I'm trying to think, but then, you know, okay. So I just got that happy planner with those beautiful copper discs. Oh my gosh. It's so pretty. Those are on my planner right now. I really wish that Aaron Connor would do a copper coil like that. Wouldn't that be pretty? So I put my copper discs on with my black soft cover and she looks like pumpkin spice. No lie. Oh, I bet that's so pretty. It's so pretty and shameless self-promotion. I took a picture of it and it's over on my Instagram today. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, speaking of all of our planner stuff, um, were we talking about that? Well, we are now, um, you know, all of my planner stuff is in a closet. Oh, (laughs) and Jamie and I discussed building shelves in the closet. Uh huh. This has been on discussion for a while. Yes. We've talked about building shelves in the closet so that I can unpack my boxes of planner things and really see what I have, which will make, you know, planning and making YouTube videos. It'll make all that stuff easier. Right. Well, I have decided that instead of shelves, mm-hmm. I'm just going to get carts from Michael's. Oh, cute. There you go. How and many do you think you're going to need? I don't know yet. I'm going to have to assess that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to get carts from Michael's so that when I need my planner stuff, I can roll it into the room where my table is. Perfect. There you go. And then when it's time to put everything away, I can put everything back in the cart and roll it back to the closet and close the closet door. Oh, look at you. Yes. Thus keeping everything neat and, you know, OCD acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, cause that's, you know, Jamie just is like, he has been really forgiving of how many planner items I have out on my table in our bedroom. He has not really said anything. Yeah. Well, he, he just, shh, Jamie, shh, this is what you signed up for, <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to have some way to like organize things better. Yeah. So that is my goal. Like that's going to be the first thing that I do mm-hmm. the week that he goes back to work and I have the house to myself all day. I'm going to get my planner situation organized. Oh, well, that's exciting. So, you know, lots of big things, exciting things coming up. Yeah. And does that mean that we'll maybe in the future see social media content from you again? Yes, that is the plan. I'm so excited. I love, I just love it when we're able to share doing similar things. I think it's so fun. Yes. I cannot wait to be like sending you pictures of spreads again. I can't wait to, that's going to be the best. Well, you know, I feel like that that's our show. Like we've talked for a while. We have. Yeah, for sure. If you're still here, if you've listened to the whole episode, like, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. I don't have a prize for you, but wow. Like we love that. Um, (laughs) for making it that far. Um, I, um, I guess everyone needs to know that they can find Caitlin at creating in chaos underscore official on Instagram. And she is creating in chaos on Patreon and YouTube. Um, she also has a cool teaching Instagram chaos in the classroom, go over there for some teacher stuff and you can follow the lives of her ducks at ducking chaos underscore official. She is also here with me every Monday and Friday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And she hangs out at the spice chaos podcast, Instagram chatting in the dms and all the things so that's where you can find caitlin if you are just now starting to look for her yes and as leanne gets back into her social media stuff you can find her on spice plans um, on youtube instagram and patreon and then you can also find her over at spice horizons playing animal crossing occasionally 
And you can also find her right here on the podcast every Monday and Friday and over on the podcast, Instagram, making all of the beautiful cards for all of our beautiful guests. So, and that podcast Instagram is at spiced chaos. Oh my gosh. I screwed that up (laughs) at spiced chaos podcast, right? Is it at spiced chaos podcast? Yes. Some weeks we get it and some weeks we don't. I was so close. I just failed at the end. Okay. It's at Spiced Chaos Podcast. That's a mouthful. It's a lot. It's a lot to remember, like all the places where we are. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, that's it then. That's (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Um, I wish that I could say you can find me on TikTok, but I don't do anything on there but watch. I've seen that you have a few things on there. Don't lie to these people. (laughs) No, I only have one TikTok. That is still something that's more TikToks than I've made. <laughs> <laughs> and that TikTok is from like years ago. Oh, well, Delilah found it and she watched it. So you have at least one viewer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like that Delilah watched it more than anybody else did. She probably did. <laughs> but anyway, so I hope everybody out there has a wonderful week. Enjoy your Monday. I hope that the weather is cool enough for you and that you're enjoying all the the basic fall things. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Call, give yeah. me all the basic things. Yes. All the pumpkin, all the boots and vests and all the things for fall. Um, mm-hmm. But we will be back with you on Friday with a mini sewed. Um, don't know if there'll be a question yet. That remains to be seen. Um, <laughs> we will try. Um, yeah. But yeah, everybody have a great week and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye friends. Bye.